Attempt blocked by McNabb. To the right circle, a try, kick save Hill. Rebound, another try, save Hill. A third try, save, and the rebound to the right corner. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bob boots it ahead, sticks it left, Barbashev in, back to the right, a shot, score! Marcia so, 19 seconds in. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Hour number two of the VGK Insider Show rolling along, and the VGK Insider Show is brought to you by the Dollar Loan Center, where your first loan is on us. Apply for free at don'tbebroke.com to get up to $5,000 cash. Chris Chapman, Ryan Wallace, hanging out inside the Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. Stick taps to Tyler Ferraro, the director of entertainment experience. I, I want to be a director of something so that I can name what I'm the director of. I don't like, maybe not so much in this, in this job, because it's just director of talking on the microphone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I wouldn't classify myself as the director of the VGK Insider Show. Though, I don't know, when I do show notes, maybe. Maybe I am. Well, you want people to read those, so I mean... You know what? It's, okay, can I? Can I I'm, I'm just going to say one thing. Okay. I wish a speedy recovery for Darren Millard. Yes. I cannot tell you how much the last week and a half has meant for me, just my personality, like the ability to come to work knowing that the show notes have been read yes. is a huge weight off my shoulders. Well, like, there is something that you're going to hit in one-timers. Mm-hmm. I had to seek it out mm-hmm. to know what we were going to talk about. Oh, you you did that thing? That's awesome. Yes, of course. So I, I put together the rundown. I put together the show notes. Yes. Everything is and, – and listen, I don't want it to sound rigid. It's not rigid. It's more a guideline than anything else. But there are certain things that – tend to play better when you know what you're talking about. When you have the the idea in your head already, right? Like yes. and this thing that we're going to talk about is one of them? Yes. Well, it's better than you saying blah, you, blah 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 me being like, "No. Did you see this?" No. 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 Now, to be fair, Mr. 350k, Mr. Johnny Blue to Checkmark, be fair. he probably would have seen this. That one, yeah. Yes. For sure. But like But then again, I don't I don't take control of one timers ever. No, but like I go home after the games. Like last night, yeah. I go home, I see the puppy, I yeah. lift him up, give him hugs and kisses. Sure. He jumps up and down, bites me because he's so excited. Wow. Well, you know, like a play bite. Yeah, he loves you. Yes. And then I take him for a walk. I'll go in bed and I'll watch House Hunters or like the Simpsons or something to calm me down before bed. It's quite a range there. Well, you know, I, it just depends. Do I need Do I need a good laugh or sure. am I wanting to buy a house in the south of France? Always. Yeah. So so maybe maybe Iron Chef will be something that, okay. that, that I right. throw on. All right. Okay. Bob hold Ross. On. Hold on. Hold on. Ooh. That's, good. That's, that's really you good know, to wind you, down with. You bring up something really interesting. And I promise you we'll get to the Golden Knights in just a little bit. Um you bring up something really interesting and and you spark something in my mind. I have the hardest time 
falling asleep after a game. Yes. I cannot do it. It takes me, I mean, obviously we all know that I've got a long commute home, but outside of the long commute, once I get home, there's so much adrenaline that's still there. I just cannot fall asleep. It takes me a long time. And like Amanda at times, she's just like, well, well, you know, why don't you meditate? And then I'm like, yeah, I try, but it, it doesn't really work out. It, my wife says the same thing it, to me, it, my, probably for different reasons. Uh, now, I have no issue meditating at other times of the day. Yeah. Like you hit me in the middle of the afternoon. I'm good. I can do it. But when my mind's racing that much, I just can't. I'm going to try Bob Ross. Tomorrow night when I get home, after watching the Vegas Golden Knights and, and Austin Matthews and the Toronto Maple Leafs, um, I think I'm going to try Bob Ross. But I, on the topic of television, and I don't even know why I'm admitting this. Uh-oh. I feel really, really shameful right now <laughs> admitting this. But Mrs. Wallace has introduced a new reality TV, to, TV show to me. Have you ever heard of Love is Blind? Love is Blind. Yeah. I feel like I've heard of it, okay. but it, it, it was a reality show, I it believe, is, it right? It is a reality show. And I feel like it aired on Fox or VH1. It's, to my knowledge, Netflix exclusive. Oh, okay. Okay, so the premise of the show is like, you've got, I don't know, 15 men and 15 women, and they're all in separate living quarters from one another. So you've got all the men together and all the women together. And then they they meet up in these pods and have dates and try to win a a person's affections without them ever seeing you. All you have is your personality to determine like is love blind. Like could could you meet somebody and talk to somebody over the course of ten days, having no idea what they look like? Could you fall in love with them? And could you get married? So, like, the premise of this show is you you have these dates with all these different people. Then you, like, clue in on your person or people in, in some some instances. There's love triangles. It's, it's really, it's messy. Oh, boy. Um, but the, the long and the short <laughs> of it is you have to make a determination after 10 days. Like, you get 10 days. That's it. And then you have to make a determination. Like, okay, my person? I want to marry them. I'm going to propose to them. I'm going to make them my fiance. It is unhinged most of the time. And she's got me hooked on it. Hooked on it. <laughs> I, I, I have not seen that show. I've heard of it. But, you know, I think we all have these little guilty pleasures. And, again, you, you admit it, so I'm kind of ashamed to admit this. One, one day I'm flipping through television, and I think it was on A&E. I don't I don't remember exactly what what channel it was on. Sure. And I started watching don't don't know what made me stop on it. I think there was like some exotic location. I'm like, "Oh, it looks interesting." Sounds like you. And it was called 90 Day Fiance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I I binge-watched one entire season in one day mm -hmm. because I started watching this show and I'm like, "Oh, there's no way these two are making it." Sure. Like, there's no way. And the one episode it was like this muscular guy and he was he he was going to like the Dominican Republic and he had this really young girlfriend sure, yeah. in the Dominican Republic but then he was going on dates with this older woman in the Dominican Republic and she found yeah, out yeah. and the daughter showed up and started yelling and screaming at the guy and then at the end he's like I don't know what I did wrong and it's like you don't know what you did wrong yeah. well, well that's your problem well so like case in point there's a guy and this might be spoiler I don't even alert. know how we're going to transition out I, of this. I I'll find a way I'll find a way Chapman <laughs> 
Um, there's, there's this guy who, and, and again, I'm not trying to throw spoilers at you. The, the 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 most recent three episodes dropped this morning. <laughs> oh no! You want to know what we did this morning? Watched we watched we watched Love Is Blind, all three episodes. Like Mrs. Wallace, she's got her her hooks in on this one. Yeah, and I'm like along for the ride. I'm invested now. Yeah, because it's an experiment, right? Like we all want to believe that looks don't matter all that much. Like when you meet somebody that you vibe with and you connect with, like you want to believe that that's enough. Yes. But reality is is important here, and you know it's always so funny when when you you have that moment. So like after they determine that they're going to pick one person, and then they propose, and then once they propose, they finally get to see each other. But it's not instantaneous, which is like like that just blows my mind altogether. Like there's this this screen that if you want to like listen Netflix, you want to make the show better. When somebody proposes and then that proposal is accepted, just drop the screen right there. That'd be awesome. But they don't do that. They wait until later on. They get to get all dressed up and fancy, which, again, is weird because the whole premise is it doesn't matter what you look like, yeah, except yeah. for that it does. So then you get to the point where you meet up, and uh, boy, oh, boy, the awkward interactions of people that have told each other that they love themselves and they love each other, and then all of a sudden they're just like, yeah, no, I, I really do. It's great. Everything's oh, no. awesome. And then, like, obviously there's, like, some people that are incredibly disappointed with what the other person looks like, and you can tell. <laughs> and then there was a guy that, that like, no joke, was, was involved with two women in the pods. And then he, he makes the choice for one girl. Oh, and he wanted the other the, one. Let's the other girl off gently, like, yeah, you know, it's not anything you did. It's just, a you know, I'm, I got to follow my heart. And they all live in the same place. Like, in their real lives, they all live in the same part of the world. So this dude, like, comes out, and he was out at the bar till, like, 5 in the morning with the other girl. Oh. And he's trying to get married to the other one. It's insane. Oh, man. Unhinged, Chapman. Yeah. I, I Unhinged. I probably couldn't watch too much of that before bed because I'd be yelling and screaming to people. Mm-hmm. Like, I have no tolerance for stupid. And, like, I would I would lose my mind watching a show like that. Yep. Like like how could you not see how bad this guy is? But I digress. Okay. So hard transition <laughs> yes. from Love is Blind. Listen, <laughs> if you ever want something to take your mind off of hockey, Love is Blind. You're welcome. But the Golden Knights. Yes. Going to get into our game ratings last night. It it wasn't it wasn't the game I was expecting from Vegas. I will say I was pleased with the third period. I will say that I enjoyed what I saw out of the Golden Knights in the third period. I liked their pushback. It would have been the easiest thing in the world. Having lost Mark Stone for the rest of the game, understanding that there was an injury there, knowing what you dealt with with William Carlson in and out in the second period, knowing what you dealt with Keegan Colasar in and out in the second period, it would have been really easy to not push in that third period, to just run the clock down, and yet the Golden Knights made it a game. I was impressed by that. But, I mean, the big story coming out of it, and, and again, the, the result is secondary, Mark Stone and his health, right? As we mentioned earlier on in the show, Kelly McCrimmon was on the Sick Podcast with Jimmy Murphy and Pierre Maguire. And again, if you're a fan of the Golden Knights, listen to the podcast. Kelly's on for quite a while. He talks about a lot of different things, how the Golden Knights 
judge character, how they they find players that fit into what this team and organization is all about. But he was asked about Mark Stone, the injury last night. Kelly said that he is going to be out a while. There's no real way around that. When the general manager of the team says that more testing is being done, but he's going to be out for a while, he's going to miss games. And so it it it, it doesn't feel like it's going to be a scenario where we won't see Mark Stone back this season. At least that was my initial read on it. We hope to have more information on Mark Stone tomorrow. Golden Knights will practice morning skate ahead of their game against the Toronto Maple Leafs, but it doesn't feel particularly optimistic right now. Yeah, when I hear a while, my initial thought is week to week, maybe maybe a month or two, hopefully not. But, I mean, a while does not sound like it's one of those things that's right around the corner. Like, if it's right around the corner, you say, yeah, he'll be out a couple of games maybe, you know. But a while, that sounds like it could be a long, long time. And, uh, you know, hopefully that's not the case. I mean, hopefully whatever whatever the issue is, it heals a little quicker than expected, and he's back in the lineup before too long. Now, when you look at last night's game, and, and as we go into this game rating, I, I want to divorce the Mark Stone injury from the actual game. Yes. As much as we can. So let's get into it. Game rating from last night's 5-3 loss to the Nashville Predators. To alcohol, the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Chris Chapman. All right. Well, I like the third period. I I, I like the fact that they fought back. I didn't like that they dug themselves a 4-1 to hole to being forced to have to claw your way back into that one, but they got a power play goal. Their response, as you mentioned earlier in the show, it wasn't like a, we're going to fight you and beat you up. They responded by making a game of it in the third period. Problem is, once again, they failed to put together a full 60-minute game, and I think that's a problem. Mm-hmm. I certainly don't think it was anywhere as bad as it could have been. You, you don't share Richard's idea that it was no, the worst game? No, no. I, I, I think they played worse against Carolina. Yeah. I'd agree with that. And I know it's disappointing. Like, I, 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 I see some of the tweets that are still up. Like, people wanting two-thirds of their money back because the team only showed up for one period. The, the text line was wild last night. Like, I, I get it. Look, I mean, my, my, my thing on this show is the voice of the fans. Mm-hmm. So, certainly, frustration. You don't want to see the team lose three straight games at home. You don't want to see them lose three or four, four or five or whatever. You want to see them playing well, especially mm-hmm. when you pay your hard-earned money to go to the game. You want to see them perform at a high level. Unfortunately, there's 82 games. You're not going to go 82-0. and 0. There are going to be some stinkers in there, and last night was a stinker. I'm going to put it right in the middle. I'm going to say it was a tequila. I don't think it was terrible. I don't think it was great. So it wasn't fireball-worthy. Sure. So I'll, I'll just add this caveat. I like Nashville. I like the way they play. Like, I, I know we're divorcing ourselves from the Mark Stone injury, and I'll mm-hmm. take that out, but yeah. I like physical hockey teams. I like teams that, that will go out there, and they're not afraid to to hit and and drive up that hit count. Yeah. And I I thought, watch it, especially in the first period, I thought there was going to be a fight at some point. I, I expected there to be a fight mm-hmm. in that game, and I think that tempered away as, as the game progressed, but... 
Ivan Barbashev laid a monster hit on someone in the third period, and I love mm-hmm. Ivan Barbashev. I, I like his his game. But like I said, I'll go right in the middle. I'm going to give it a tequila. I don't think it was terrible. I like the fact that they fought back. And I don't know. I mean, obviously, we'll never know. But I almost wonder if their six on five was a little bit better because it, it didn't seem like they were ever really comfortable sure. in the six on five. They never really had possession of the puck. I think if, if they were able to to find a way to score there, and, and look, it was a great effort by Gustav Nyquist to, to put that empty netter in. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 right in the middle for me. It's it's a three out of three or three out of five. It's a it's a it's a tequila. Okay. Um I'm not far off from where you're at. I it, said a lot there, but you did. Yeah. It's a tequila mainly because of how they played in the third period. Like I think we can all recognize that. There wasn't anything going on early on in the game on either side. And then Luke Evangelista picks up a puck that inexplicably goes through Paul Cotter and beats Aiden Hill from the circle. That is a goal that ordinarily doesn't go in. And it it's not that it doesn't go in because Aiden makes a save, because generally he does, but most often Paul Cotter gets that puck and gets it out, and it's not a puck management turnover, and then that's exactly what we got. So there's a way you've got to play against Nashville, and the Golden Knights just did not have it on the boards all night long yeah. until the third period, until they started to bring a little bit more of that physicality. They didn't win a lot of, of board battles early they on. They didn't win board battles in the first to second period. They did in the third period until the final one, right? Like that, and that's the frustration I think that, that a lot of fans probably have in looking at that game. Because again, the Vegas Golden Knights played one really solid connected period of hockey. It was the third period. They came within one goal, one goal, and then as you mentioned, they go six on five and immediately lose a battle and then lose another battle, and then Gustav Nyquist ices the game. You can't lose those battles. No. And so if you wanted to go two out of five, I could could understand it. I can see that argument because, again, you do have that push, but you revert right back to kind of losing those battles and that loose play along the wall that cost you in the first 40 minutes of the game that you had corrected through the the majority of the third period that gave you a chance at points in this game, and then it kind of goes away. But I like their response from an emotional side. I I like the fact that they didn't pack it in in the third period, that they finally did get to their game. And here's something that I think is important. Aiden Hill didn't give up any goals in the third period. And listen, I'm not looking at last night's game as, as, you know, anything other than a 5-3 loss to the Nashville Predators, but there was something in how Aiden played the puck, dealt with the puck, made saves in the third that made me feel closer to what we had from Aiden at the beginning of the season to what we've seen out of him over the last couple of games. It could have been the period where he got right. Yeah. I mean, and- look, it it you mentioned something there, and it's kind of been a theme for the last couple of nights. Puck management. Mm-hmm. You know, that first goal they gave up, Puck management. Couple goals they gave up against Carolina. Puck management. Yep. Minnesota. Puck management, especially in the third period. Seemed like the Golden Knights found their game in the third period. They did. Yeah. I mean, they it it they finally got Nashville to play the way they wanted to play. Up and down. It it was it turned it for a little bit. It turned into a track meet for so, a little bit. So let me ask you this question. Like I'm going to play devil's advocate here. Was that Vegas imposing their will on Nashville, or was it Nashville up four to one, 
knowing, seeing Mark Stone not on the bench, not there for the Golden Knights, did they relax? Did they take their foot off the gas a little bit? No, I don't think so. Hmm. I don't think they did. Because I don't, I don't picture their coach, especially after he canceled their trip to U2, well, I don't be, be being okay with them playing two periods and saying, "Yeah, let's let's dial it back a little bit." I don't. I don't. I don't I'm not saying he was okay with it. I, just, I, I, I think. I, listen, I think I, there was a relaxation from Nashville. I think those guys. I think they they played angry mm-hmm. a little bit last night, sure. and I think they know why their coach was angry at them. I don't think they would have gone out there and and dogged it in the third period or or, or played played a little bit more. Less intense with less intensity. <laughs> Andrew Brunette is an intense guy. It's the power of you too. Yeah, I mean Bono Edge. But you go. take you take that away, the Nashville Predators might win a Stanley Cup. Yeah, yeah, they I, look good last night. They really, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe that's the uh, their Gloria moment. Ryan O'Reilly was on that St. Louis Blues team for Gloria. Maybe maybe the rallying cry in Nashville will be Bono. Okay, Edge. So, okay. are they feeling numb? Is that is that what you'd go with as their Gloria song? If you had to pick a U two song as oh, the Gloria man. song for Nashville, like that would be a gr- like, well. Ironically, U two does sing a song called Gloria. That would be an all timer for me. If the Nashville Predators, and for those of you that don't know, we were going to hit it on the show yesterday. Didn't have time. The Nashville Predators were going to come to Vegas early. They had tickets all set up to watch U2 at the Sphere on Sunday night. Then they lose 9-2 to on home ice to the Dallas Stars, and Andrew Brunette's like, no, it's not happening. We're not on vacation. We're here to play hockey. Yeah. Right? So then they follow that up with a win over the St. Louis Blues, but they still don't go to U2. Yeah. They get ready. They get angry. They get ornery, and they're ready to go against the Golden Knights last night. Now, obviously, Vegas played back-to-back. The Predators have been stewing in the fact that they did not get to see the Edge and Bono in Vegas. And I think it'd be really funny if that's the thing that drives Nashville over the top. I think it'd be a hilarious storyline Yeah, if the Nashville Predators go on a, a, like a, a tear here, a run, and maybe they lean into, I don't know, some U2 song. There's, I don't no, know what there's the, no Sunday, bloody Sunday for the Nashville Predators. That's what it is. Yeah. It's right there. It's it's bloody Sunday because yeah. they didn't get to go see U2 on Sunday 100%. Night. Yeah. That's what the it is. The synergy's fantastic. Yeah. They use that. <laughs> they rally around that. Every single time they win a game, they play Sunday, bloody Sunday. Yeah. And, and Andrew Brunette knows, like, they're just cursing him out. They're pissed off at him the whole time. And Andrew Burnett's like, I don't care. I'll get my name on the Stanley Cup. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? Like, I'm, I'm obsessed with this idea now. They'd have to have you two at the parade. Would Bono do that? Maybe. I don't know. I mean. Is there a reason why he wouldn't? Or would? I'm sure he likes Nashville. Yeah, but he's not, like, from Nashville or no. anything. It's. Nashville, Dublin. I mean, what's the difference? Yeah, you know, they're they're essentially the same thing. <laughs> yeah. They're virtually identical. Yeah. yeah. I mean, they have hot hot chicken in, in Dublin, I'm sure. <laughs> they have Irish pubs in Nashville. They're basically the same. I mean, they've got hot chicken. I don't think they've they're they're really known for their fish and chips there. No, that's England. No, they're, it's they're, close enough, chat. They're, they're known for Guinness, Guinness. Corned beef and and mashed potatoes. Come or, on, you you can get good fish and chips in I I'm in sure Ireland. you listen. I, as someone who's been to both Ireland and England, yeah. the food in Ireland's better than the food in England. Soda bread? 
Oh, I love soda bread. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I made soda bread once. The, the more bitter, the better. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> like like the Nashville Predators feel right now yes. about Andrew Brunette. Bitter. <laughs> Just bitter anger. See, there you go. There, there's another tie-in. The Irish <laughs> soda bread. I wonder if you two would perform. Like, if, if the Predators, like, lean into this hard and it becomes a story in, in much the same way Gloria was, like, I wonder if you two... <laughs> Oh, they play a band uh, that has a residency here in Vegas and has no ties really whatsoever to Nashville. I wonder if they would play the the parade. Not that we have to worry about this because the Predators aren't winning the Stanley they Cup. They may not even make the playoffs. They probably won't make the playoffs, but if they do, they're not winning the Stanley Cup because that's what the Nashville Predators do. Yeah. Go about a round, maybe two. But boy, did they look good last night. No lemons. What? That's a U2 song. I'm I'm not a big U2 fan. Oh, I've never I've never liked U2. By the you, you know what, when, I, and, when, and it has when, it has nothing to do with the, like them getting the podcast canceled. Yeah, yeah. Um, I <laughs> yeah. Thanks I, a lot, guys. I have disliked U2 ever since the that album Zero. showed up. Oh yeah, yeah. How was that? Uh, yeah. When I when I had when I had an iPhone, I couldn't get rid of it. When I had I, iTunes, I couldn't get rid of it. I tried and tried and tried, and so many times I would get in the car. And nothing would be playing, and then out of nowhere, it's you two. <laughs> Couldn't handle it. Yeah, like it, it automatically will just show yeah, up. And like, you're like, you're like, first of all, I don't know any of these songs. They're giving me their music for free. And then they're mad that we had their music on our podcast. New Year's Day. Unbelievable. Yeah, New Year's Day. On New Year's Day. Right. Unbelievable. Come on. Unbelievable. Be better, Bono. Yeah, like you guys don't have enough money. Think <laughs> of the VGK Insider Show. It's not about the money. I mean, it is about the money for them, but my, my point is, how can you give something away for free that's your intellectual property and then be mad that another entity in that intellectual property is used on a podcast? Yeah, I wonder what, what they would have done had I played one of the crappy songs from the album. That they oh, they probably away. wouldn't have known. Yeah. Uh, to be honest. I mean, who would have known? I don't know. I don't know. One song from that album? I don't know that they do. No, I don't think so. How many, how many do times either. do you think they play a, a song from that album? I don't even know the name of the album. Listen, if, if you've been to that show at the Sphere and they have played one of the songs from that album, yeah. text us and let us know. I want to know. I want to know if, if, they've, if they've ever played one of those songs from that album that nobody wanted. That everyone at, had. Yeah. Like... Could you imagine the, the 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 show like the 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 lasers and the lights that go along inside the sphere as they play that song? It's just pitch black because there's nothing to play with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. Like, if you're gonna give us a free album, give us a free album with good songs that people know. Well, then you could charge money for it. Yeah, but they're already charging money. I mean, give us a compilation of like early stuff. Do you know what the name of that record is? I have no clue. I have zero idea. Okay. Take a break. (laughs) One-timers are next. Carlson left corner. Centered. One-timers score! It's time for One-timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. One-timers. News and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. We've spent quite a bit of time talking about Austin Matthews here on this program. We'll dig into Austin one more time. 
plays tonight with the Leafs at Mullet Arena in Arizona against the Coyotes. Basically his hometown. Yeah, more or less. Austin is sitting on 49 goals. 49 goals. He's played like 53 games. It's unreal. I'm telling you, one day he will score 50 and 50. I believe it. I I really do. I believe it. Now, that being said, I know we've kind of like talked about how he should be in the running for the hard trophy, that he's on pace for 75 goals. What if he gets there? If Austin Matthews scores 70 goals in today's National Hockey League with goaltenders at the level that they're at right now, where would this rank for you among the all-time great seasons from a goal-scoring perspective? Well, I'll start from when I listen to coaches talk. And coaches say the hardest thing is to score goals. So if you're doing something like scoring goals at a clip that no one in the league is even close to mm-hmm. it's not only impressive it, it it's unworldly like it's on another planet if he gets to 75 goals mm-hmm. like i understand that that maybe the leafs aren't a threat to win the stanley cup and there's there's you know he gets overlooked a lot in the heart conversation because the leafs well they're the leafs but to me if he scores 75 goals i don't care what anyone else does he should win the heart trophy He's not going to, I, but I he should. D- I don't get the sense that he will. No, it's wild. It, it doesn't seem like, you know what's weird? It doesn't seem like there's a lot of buzz around the fact that well, that mm-hmm. he's on pace to do something that is, I have a, I have a theory ridiculous. on that. I have a theory on that. Because he scores unspectacularly. Austin Matthews just beats goalies clean. Yeah. He he doesn't score empty net goals, which is astounding. 40, all 49, no empty netters. Really? No empty netters. And on the other side of that, we have Alexander Ovechkin, who oh. is the king of empty net goals. Yeah, come on. Get him the scoring, t- scoring title. Anyway, yes. My point is, Matthews just beats goalies with his shot. So it's boring. It, it's not Connor McDavid going through everybody. It's not Leon Dreisaitl being pissy. It's not Jack Hughes and how he can bring you out of your seat. It's Austin Matthews relying on what he does better than anyone else in the league right now. I mean, shoot the puck. He's not going to dance around four, four or five guys on the ice. He has the ability to do it, but he's not going to. He's just going to find his spot and beat a goalie. So it's it's unspectacular in a way, except for the fact that he's doing the hardest thing there is to do in this game. And he's making it look so easy. What it is, is it's like when Barry Bonds hit like 75 home runs, mm-hmm. 80 home runs in a mm-hmm. season. Yeah. Like that's what he's doing. Like when, when, when the hardest thing in baseball to do is hit a home run. Mm-hmm. The hardest thing in hockey to do is score goals. Yeah. And Austin Matthews is scoring goals and he does it. He does it for fun. Yeah. Like, and there's no one even close to him. Here's hoping that he gets 50 tonight so that he can just like cool off a little bit in Vegas. Let's see, I want to see 50 tomorrow. You would. Listen, I don't care if the, if the Leafs lose like 7 to 1. I, I want to see him score his 50th goal in Vegas. Is 50 historic if he goes on to score 70 or 75 this year? No. It doesn't matter. But it's not history. It's it's a it's still significant in that it's 50. Okay. That's fine. Speaking of spectacular goals. Yes. Did you see 
Quentin Byfield's goal last night against the Blue Jackets? I did because I look at the show notes. Look at that. And I had to go on YouTube and watch the highlights of, yeah. of the Kings and yeah. the Blue Jackets. Mm-hmm. I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's <laughs> okay. it's off the face-off. He goes down the ice. He skates through two guys. So, okay, so here's the thing. It's an end zone face-off in the King zone. It's one back by Columbus. Yes. But Quinton Byfield jumps on the puck. So then he's going one-on-one with Zach Wierenski. He goes outside-inside. But in making the move around Wierenski outside-inside, he's not able to get his stick on the puck. So in order to control it and keep the play going, he has to use his right skate to direct the puck back to his stick, and then he goes forehand, backhand, over the goalie's pad for the goal. It's unbelievable the amount of skill on that play. Yeah, and, and there's another Blue Jacket defender back there, yeah, too. Yeah. And it's not like Zach Wierenski is a bad player. Like Zach, no, Zach Wierenski is... Their best a, defenseman. Yes, he's a really good player. So when I watched it, I'm like, I had to watch it two or three times because I'm like, yeah. what the hell did I just watch? Like, it was... It was, I mean, we talked about unspectacular for Austin Matthews. Yeah, yeah, This was the 100% opposite of unspectacular. This was, it might be the goal of the year. That's my point. Like, in, in bringing those two things up back to back, everyone today is talking about Quentin Byfield and that goal. Yeah. Everyone sees that play and how electric it is and how many different things are going on and how you how skilled you have to be at that level to be able to do what Quentin Byfield did and Austin Matthews has scored 49. Yeah. None of which look anything like that. No, no, it's 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 wild, right? Like like you really bring up a, a really interesting point because the idea that his goals aren't spectacular, mm-hmm. like that shouldn't matter. It shouldn't. But it does. Yeah. Like because people want to be entertained. Yeah. And I get it. Like, I, like look, six hat tricks <laughs> with like 27 games to go is entertaining. Yes. He may score a hat trick tonight. I hope he does. The record is 10 in a season. Wayne Gretzky. That's that seems like a record that may never be broken. He might do it this year. Do you think Gretzky's rooting for him? I think Gretzky's rooting for anybody that gets close. Yeah. I really do. I, I don't get the sense that Wayne wanted to be the guy with all the records. It yeah. just kind of happened that way. But I think enough time has passed that you want somebody to make things entertaining. Yeah. If you've got all these records that are just never, ever going to be broken, it's not as fun. Yeah. Uh, you you, you would have liked Sidney Crosby to get closer to the points record, but no one's going to get there. No, and, and I think you'd like to see Ovechkin at least make a run at the... Like, how fun would that be, like, when he gets to, like, within... If he gets to within, like, 30 goals? Yeah, it'll be good. And you're watching that countdown. Did Ovechkin score tonight? Like When when do you start doing the, the cut in every game for Alex Ovechkin? I think when he gets within... Because Ovechkin certainly has the capability. He has a flair for the dramatic. Mm-hmm. And if he's, like, within two or three goals, I would not put it past him to score a hat trick on the night that he breaks the record. I would have an ISO cam on him when he's five goals away. Yeah, because he, not, he could go off for five goals in a game. I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I'm not even joking there. Okay. I, and I hope he's mic'd up. Uh, did you see the mayhem between the Panthers and the Senators yesterday? No, but I, I heard there was some, okay. some... So these two teams... They don't like each other. They don't like each other very much, which is interesting because, one, the Ottawa Senators have Brady Kachuk, and the other, the Florida Panthers have Matthew Kachuk. And last we checked, they're brothers. But remember, 
The they, last time these two got together. They will not fight one another. No. That is what they say. They will not drop the gloves. They will not fight one another. Well, last night, Brady Kachuk really, really ticked off Sergei Bobrovsky. You don't see that ha- happen very much for Bobrovsky. Brady went for a puck. Bobrovsky had it covered, didn't like the extra tap. He gets up, and he wallops him with the blocker. Like It was a good shot there from Bobrovsky. And every time these two teams played one another this season, it has been chippy. There's been nastiness. There are other Senators dropping the gloves with Matthew. There are other Panthers dropping the gloves with Brady. The way these two teams are starting to dislike one another it just feels inevitable that we get Brady and Matthew. You know, right? <laughs> it, it, it would be, I think, interesting um, if that did happen. I remember the last time they played, Grandma was in the stands, and she she was not thrilled with what she was watching. She didn't enjoy it. Papa Kachuk was in the stands. Probably liked it more. Probably. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I was going to say, he probably did enjoy it a little yeah. bit more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as someone who had a brother... And, and someone who was very uh, competitive mm-hmm. with his brother. Mm-hmm. There's zero chance that if me and him both turned out to be professional athletes that we never would have fought. <laughs> like, if we were hockey players, it's a guarantee at some point I'm I'm kicking his butt on the ice. And, and I'm not saying it's ever going to be anything that's staged. I just think if you have those two guys on the ice and a scrum ensues, why wouldn't you just pick up your brother. Yeah. Why wouldn't you do that? Show him up. Show him up. It's your brother. Yes. That's what you're supposed to do. Who do you have money on there? I like Brady. Yeah, me too. He seems like he's a little more unpredictable. I I think Brady has a better ability to win a fight when there's nothing... um, What's the word I'm looking for? Um... When there's nothing dirty happening in the background, like I think Brady Kachuk can just beat you up. I think yeah. Matthew Kachuk will try to lie and cheat and steal and be on the edge of rules to beat you in a fight. Whereas Brady seems like he just cares. I think less. he just. You no, know, I just think he's going to beat you up. Yeah. He's just bigger, stronger, harder to you know oh. get a, get a punch on. So like in that instance, I think Matthew would be like within the rules of engagement. Like, I don't think he'd be trying to find ways to, you know, low blow his brother or anything yeah, like Brady, that. Yeah, Brady would be yeah. more like the heel in wrestling where he's yeah, maybe yeah. throwing sand in your eyes yeah. or or the old Ric Flair with the low blow. Sure, exactly. Yeah. So, like, my money's on Brady because I think it would be a clean fight, and I don't think Matthew wins that at all. <laughs> no, no, I don't think so. Those are your one-timers for today. Wednesday... February 21st. Catching up with Chapman is next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. You know, Ryan, the funny thing is I've been filling in for Darren so much the last week and a half that I almost feel like this segment is not really required. But uh, stick tap to my wife. Um, She has been doing some translation work. Nice. And she got a call last week that um, a governmental agency from Japan is coming into the United States, and they wanted her to uh, do translation work. So in a few weeks, she's going to be traveling to Bismarck, 
North Dakota mm-hmm. to do some uh, translation work for a governmental agency in North Dakota. I don't know why Bismarck. Mm-hmm. Like, it just seems like the most random place, and it's a place I've never been. The only advice I had for her was make sure you pack your jacket because uh, it gets pretty cold up there in Bismarck. Yeah, it's never been there, but I assume it's relatively chilly. I know it's not too far from, from Winnipeg. It's it's pretty close to the Manitoba-North Dakota border. Hmm. But, uh, yeah. So I'll be I'll be living the, the life at home with just me and the dog for a couple nights. How are you going to handle that? I don't know. It's the first time the two of us have been alone for, for uh couple nights like that so i'm sure we'll we'll watch some netflix we'll probably eat junk food and uh gonna watch love is blind maybe we'll leave the dishes in the sink (laughs) all that good stuff sounds like you're gonna have the time of your life ah i can't wait (laughs) oh boy we'll talk to you tomorrow everybody